Each and every day, enjoy the Simple Six menu at Subway. An entire made-for-you meal featuring one of six six-inch sandwiches like the Italian BMT or Black Forest Ham. With any bag of chips and a 21-ounce drink, all for only $6. Subway. Eat fresh. Before we get started in today's show, I want to tell you about Stamps.com. Longtime sponsor of the BS Report. It's quick. It's convenient. More importantly, it's really, really easy to use. You do not have to go to the post office anymore. You can just stay home. Make your own office, your personal post office. You can avoid lines. You can avoid just standing there as somebody mails some package, some 79-year-old lady. Who needs that? Make your own mailing and shipping from your house. Stamps.com. Put in the top right of the site, BS. You'll get a deal and a scale and a whole bunch of other things. It's a great product. Uh, You can buy and print official U.S. postage using your computer and printer. Stamps.com will give you a digital scale. It will automatically calculate the exact postage for any letter or any package. They'll even help you choose the best class of mail. Wow. Why go to the post office? Just give it to the postman. Stamps.com. Check it out. The BS Report is a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. The BS Report. The BS Report with Ben Simmons. Welcome to BS Report taping this on a Monday morning, Southern California, a little chilly as usual. I would like to thank uh, Podcast Joe, a.k.a. Joe Fuentes, for for going into work and taping podcasts for us today. Our office is actually closed in Grantland, but Joe is the hardest working man in show business. Thank you, Joe. Uh, On the line right now, Cousin Sal. Pretty boring. Usually in week 17, there's 75,000 different scenarios and we're confused and I feel like this is this is kind of the most basic week 17 we've had in a while. Are, are you disappointed? I am a little disappointed. I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to stay up till 2 in the morning and figure out all these playoff possibilities, but there's not much really. It's just there might be no. a difference between who's a 5 and who's a 6 seed for the wild card, which I I can't really get into technicalities too much, but yeah, you got that NFC South game. Uh, yeah, and, and AFC North and, and AFC North, and that that's kind of it. I mean, the NFC South, you know, that's the only team that's not in the playoffs, right? That's the, the only slot open. Right. So. Well, so the, since he we're taping this on Monday morning tonight, right. since he plays Denver, mm-hmm. since he could lose Denver to Denver at home and then lose to Pittsburgh in Week 17, and they're out of the playoffs. If that yeah. Happens. Well, they they actually could still win, even if they, they could still be in if they lost both with a San Diego and Baltimore loss, but that wouldn't, that's probably not going to happen. So. Oh, cause uh, Baltimore could lose. Baltimore could lose. Baltimore looked like crap yesterday. All right. So here's, here's how the playoffs probably look right now for, for those of you driving in a car right now to your aunt Becky's house or wherever mm-hmm. you're going. <laughs> Pats and Broncos are the one and two seeds, right? Pats clinch home field. If they win, if they beat Buffalo, mm-hmm. Seattle clinches the home field for the entire playoffs. If they beat the Rams, which is a sneaky kind of not as easy of a game as it looks kind of game, which we'll get right. to the second seed is going to be either green Bay or Detroit. Whoever wins that game. Yes. Most likely. Yeah. Our first round matchups are going to be if San Diego wins San Diego at the loser of Pitt Cincy or San Diego, I'm sorry, San Diego at the winner of Pitt City, whoever, whoever wins yeah. the title. Right. If San Diego loses, then that's probably Baltimore. If Baltimore loses, then it gets complicated. So 
most but likely. I, I don't want to derail this, but San Diego's the sixth seed for sure, and not no, the, not for sure. They have to beat the Chiefs. So if they beat the Chiefs. The Colts are the three seed, right? When they go against the Colts. No, I think Pitt is the three seed because Pitt beat Indy. <laughs> Here we go. I know. So, okay, you might be right. <clears throat> so I should have looked at this. I think the most likely scenario. Um, first round is San Diego at Pittsburgh and then, and then, uh, and then like Baltimore, Cincy, like who the hell knows? And somebody at Indy. (laughs) I knew we'd give up on it really quick. I'm asking you, how terrified are you of Pittsburgh coming to new England in your first playoff game? I think that's the worst matchup for you. I wrote about it on Friday. It's, it's my scariest. It's the scariest non Denver team because the one thing they're bad at is the one thing we're not good at is stopping deep passes. Mm -hmm. And they they get to the the quarterback and they run the ball and they, they love the cold weather. I don't like big play teams and I, you, the teams you don't want to go against in the playoffs are the teams that can strike and right. have 72 yard touchdown passes and 45 yard runs. Those are the teams you don't want to play when you're favored by nine. Mm-hmm. Plus our offensive line looked horrible yesterday. And I I've done a 180 on this, on this past thing. I'm now concerned. I was, I was overconfident and now I'm underconfident. I mean, we that block been, yesterday. It would have been a huge, huge loss, huge, like oh the angriest loss you would have had. Right. All that work for a stupid jets, you know, and they get through well, by two field goals in, in both games. I'm sitting there like for the first quarter, I'm like, ah, we're doing the Milton Burrow, just pulling out enough to win thing. Mm-hmm. And then about midway through the second quarter, I think every Pats fan came to the same realization like, oh, my God, we we can't block. We're not right. blocking anyone. This is this is like September. September has come back. We can't literally Brady had no time to throw or do anything. They really missed Edelman, too. Uh Edelman, that's was, a big. That's a big thing. He's not getting open in the slot. He's 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 right. hurt and he can't play. That's uh, that's huge. And that was the first time we've seen a team just say, "We're taking out Gronkowski. You're not throwing it to him. Right. So pick, pick wherever else you want to go." But he's not getting the ball. Today. Rex Ryan would have ownership in this Jets team if he can get his team up for any other game than than he, as he does with the Patriots. It's really something was, else. Yeah, I was arguing about this with a couple uh, a couple of Pats fans today on email. Um, I think Rex is a good coach. Yeah. Some people don't think he's a good coach, but like his quarterbacks have been Mark Sanchez and Geno Smith. Right. That's all he's had since he's been on the Jets. You know, he took Mark, he took, he went to two championship games with Mark Sanchez. That team has never had an elite playmaker or quarterback during the entire time he's been there. No. Right. And I don't so, think he's the kind of guy. There are some guys who get the most out of their quarterback and he's just, He's no. probably not it, and that's not to say he's a bad coach. So he, he's probably good, at, better at every other facet of coaching than a lot of these guys out there. But if you bring in a good guy, you know, Josh right. McDaniels or something like that, like you know, Shanahan, someone who uh, could deal with quarterbacks, you, you might be looking at a different story. Yeah, could he? Could if you switch places with him and Pete Carroll, would the Seahawks be worse? Like I right. doubt it. Uh, in the NFC, just quickly, it's looking like Zona. This one's definite. Zona is going to go to Atlanta or Carolina and run. Right. That's happening. Yep. And then from from everything I can tell, it's either the loser of Green Bay, Detroit goes to Dallas. I think that's it. Yeah. And I know who you'd rather play. Well, Detroit, you're going to say? 
You'd rather play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers than Matt, Matt Stafford? And the weird thing is, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters, but the winner plays the the other team anyway, right? So, like, you know, like, if Detroit comes to Dallas and Dallas wins that game, then Dallas is going to have to play the two seed, which is going to be Green Bay, or if Green I Bay see, goes to I Dallas, you, you know, so we're going to get them both either way and then probably the Seahawks, so... But, you uh, have a you have an ice bowl rematch situation possible. In yeah, too. that could be fun. I, I I'm, wish... I'm super pumped. I'm going to be super obnoxious this podcast. I'm sorry. I'm going to be at the Donald Trump Simon Cowell level of of, of obnoxiousness oh, because if that's even a word. Because the Cowboys won. I'm undefeated in my Sports Center picks the last five weeks. I won the fantasy title. Bring it. I'm going to brag. I know it's going to come to a crashing halt, but. <clears throat> You know what? As a guy who didn't talk about a no-hitter for 30 years and the Mets didn't get one forever, that stuff doesn't work. So I'm going to brag and brag and brag, and, and let's see where it takes us. See so you on SportsCenter, you were 13-0-2 the last five weeks? The last five weeks. That's pretty impressive. It should be getting a little more buzz, I think. At least at least don't cut 40 seconds of my analysis out every week. One, one of the two, I'll take. <laughs> Thirteen oh two, and Teach, the record speaks for itself. Teach, that's right. That's Nobody right. circles the wagons like Cousin Sal. <laughs> I'm getting people tweeting me uh, betting slips where they won nine thousand, seven thousand. Oh dollars. yeah, this Great. is your, this is the greatest year of your life. Yes, unbelievable. Dallas let me, is as, doing as well. well. We're on the roll. Let me talk about Tony Romo. Last last week we did talk about everyone except Tony Romo in this MVP race. Yeah. 32 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 31 and five after week one, uh, 79% passing, 10 touchdowns, no interceptions in the last three. You know, these December games that he always loses. Best completion percentage, 70.3 in the league. <clears throat> Leads the league in touchdown percentage and first down percentage. I don't even know what that is. He's got an 82.3 QBR, which is number one. Uh, 84.4 in the fourth quarter where games are close. Rodgers is 69 and Manning 60. Come on, man. Put him in the talk. Let's do it. No. It's, Why it's not? Really ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> what is ridiculous? What's ridiculous? It. I want to hear. It's a, he, we didn't even consider him in the MVP thing until last week. He well, wasn't even stupid. a candidate. Now all of a sudden he's a leading contender. It's yeah, ridiculous. because we have to bow to. Uh, well, let me ask you something. If Aaron Rodgers is a sixth seed, why should he be the? Why should he get the MVP if he loses well, in Green Bay? Why should he the, get it? The problem with your team is I don't know who the MVP is. That's why Romo is in the MVP because you could make the same case for Demarco Murray. I think you could, after watching last yesterday's game, you could see that. Romo has to throw down the field. He has to do all these things that Brady doesn't do. Murray, I'm, I, he's, he's great. He's been great for us. He's a workhorse. You could you could switch him out. I'm telling you. Okay. Tony Romo, MVP. I will say the Rodgers, everybody just throwing Rodgers in doesn't make a ton of sense to me. That yeah. I, I, I don't, First of all, I don't think he should be the favorite. Um, but like... You know, so that team yesterday put up a whopping 20 points in Tampa. Yeah. Um, they had 13 points against the Bills. They had 16 points against the Seahawks. They had seven points against the Lions. In uh, his stats, he threw 10 touchdowns with no picks in the two Bears games, right? Right. They put up 93 points in the two Bears games. Yeah, can you um, take those out, yeah. Take those out, and it's like, all right, well, they they kicked the Eagles' ass once. They kicked the Vikings' ass on a Thursday. But yeah. it, it, they really could have been three and five on the road. 
if the, if uh, if that miracle catch in in the Miami the, the miracle miracle fourth down play doesn't happen, yeah, and then uh, uh, I don't know. I just I'm terrified I, I never to play like, him in the yeah. playoffs. But he didn't once tell his fans to relax. Tony Romo didn't. He didn't once. Uh, Hasn't once been seen on TV firing off F-bombs. Hasn't once blown a kiss to his wife on national television. Didn't once pose with Bieber this year. Put Tony right. Romo on that talk. That's, that's all I want to say. Hey, the, the reality is I think Rodgers, Brady, Romo, and, and Russell Wilson are all I, – I don't think one stands out from the other. All right. Um, all right. And, I'll and take I think that. If you could – if you could, you know, you could argue Russell Wilson has done the most with least, with the least. Sure. Who the hell's on that team? No, I know. He's thrown at tight ends I've never heard of, um, and and he's been under pressure. Like I was looking at, I was at Pro Football Focus last night looking at like pressure stats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wilson's been like under siege this whole season. Like he's yeah. like, he has the worst offensive line out of those four quarterbacks by far. But I think JJ Watt's the MVP. Well, I, I, I really felt I, I really felt like I was leaning that way, and then I watched yesterday's game, and they were just like double and triple teaming him, and it opened up the entire defense to just go after Joe Flacco, and then finally he ended up getting a couple of his, and he's yeah. just relent. I've just never seen, I've never seen. You have to go back to like Lawrence Taylor or like Reggie White for a couple of those years. I've never seen a front four guy have a day to day impact like this guy. Yeah, and if you do your uh, what is it above replacement? What, what's the yeah. thing? Like if you just put Four. an average guy in there, you wouldn't. Do, no, certainly would not be triple teaming him. That takes three and thirteen. Yeah, it so, changed the game. It changed. It, it changed how you play against him. Yeah, the fact that they even have a chance to make the playoffs with what's happened to their quarterbacks this year. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, they bench Fitzpatrick. They bring in Ryan Mallett, who gets hurt. They have to go back to Fitzpatrick. He he breaks his leg. They go mm-hmm. out in this game yesterday with freaking Case Keenum, who wasn't even on the team a week ago. Right. And they kicked the hell out of, out of uh, Baltimore, and it was all because of their defense. He needs to learn how to pass. That's it. That's the problem. He was amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy you're going to remember first first from the regular season, which should matter with the MVP thing. I, I don't mind if he wins it. I don't think Aaron Rodgers should be one to seven to win the MVP right now. I Aaron Rodgers, I, I don't get that. To me, that's like a media, we just like Aaron Rodgers, let's give him the MVP. Yeah, right. And also, he has, I mean, I, I would say he has the most weapons out of those four QBs. It's hard to say because he has made some of these guys a household name, but we may not otherwise hear from them. I there. guess we're re- Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb. I would put like those are two of the top twelve. Right. Yeah. You Romo is Dez. Brady is I mean, I know this is stupid because now Dallas is going to go to Green Bay and lose by thirty after all this talk, and you know, know. your Patriots will struggle with them in the Super Bowl or whatever. But but uh, it is what it is. We're looking at numbers. All right. Let's go. Let's go through Week Seventeen. We. Perennially, we do pretty well. In our, we actually got a taste of a Week 17 game last week, uh, or yesterday, I should say. And I picked the Colts in that game. I didn't realize they had clinched everything, which is I deserve to lose that pick. But um, so a couple people emailed me on Friday saying, "You realize, like the Colts, like this will be a mail-in by them." And T.Y. Hilton was out, and yeah, yeah. once they benched him, you knew they were they didn't give a crap about the game. But there's a couple of those this week, so well, we're, here's we're what I'm worried about before we right before we get into this. There's always a few teams like we want to talk. Maybe we even discussed it on the podcast. We want to bet against in round one, and like the yeah. Colts. Now it's not it's no secret now. They, they you know obviously yeah, they, they can't run the ball. Their defense is shoddy when they can't pressure the quarterback. And Arizona, this Arizona uh, 
with the first round matchup, Arizona against the NFC South division winner. Yeah. That that's not a gimme all of a sudden, you know? The so. Colts Yeah, the Colts got killed by the Steelers. They got mm-hmm. killed by the Pats and they got killed by the Cowboys. Right. And in week one against the Broncos, they were getting killed for most of that game and they rallied back to make it respectable. Yeah. The Falcons are interesting now. You know, They've been playing much better, and you talk about big play guys like Julio Jones will go up for passes six feet over his head and come down with them. Like it's Matt right. Ryan's doing doing well with that team. They're six and nine. Mm-hmm. They swooned in the first six weeks. They had a three game, four game losing streak or five right. game losing streak. Sorry, but they should have won the Lions game in week eight. Yeah, they had a bye in week nine, and since then they've played pretty well. They've only played one bad game, which was week fifteen. They lost to the Steelers at home. And they only lost by seven, but that, that was closer for a while. That wasn't yeah. that bad. Yeah. Um, but they they're kind of hanging around. They beat the Cards. They uh, they fought the Packers pretty hard. One in Carolina. I, they might not be that. They. I don't know. Like I felt like the Saints were a bad team, and I mm-hmm. felt like the uh, the Panthers. I I still think is not a good team. I think the Falcons are the I think the Falcons are the best team in that division. I would say that. What what, what odds would you have put on the game? I guess they would have been in game running lines. The Saints run back a kickoff at home, the opening kickoff right. to the one yard line, scoring the very next play. Uh, who's betting the Falcons at that point? It did seem like. Uh... Yeah, Man. the guy got tackled on the one. It was fourteen forty-five left in the first quarter. Yeah. They're up seven nothing. Yeah, it did have the makings. Yeah, you have to give Atlanta a little credit. So let's, let's go. With that. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Week seventeen. Let's start with a Carolina at Atlanta for the uh, division title. I thought Cam looked pretty good yesterday. Like he he was moving around and doing some Cam stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, they were down. They were down 13-10 in that game. They oh, weren't playing well. Yeah. And uh, I know you were watching because you <laughs> I know. I mean, it's nice to be able to take off on third and nine and, and, and convert a first down. Like, and he's and just, doing a couple of those Cam yeah. Newton things. It, it, and their defense was awful early in the season. Looks a little bit better. But uh, I think this goes in the Vegas zone because that makes sense with everything else that's happened in the NFC South. I have the Falcons by five. All right, I said four, and it's right now through open at three and a half. It stays at three and a half right now. So I Ooh, get that that's one. a mistake. That's scary. You're going to get a lot of Falcon supporters there, I think. I, and I why do we don't... think they didn't make this the Sunday? This is the only loser leaves town match. This is we, they didn't make it the uh, they didn't flex it the Sunday night. It's not a great game. Terrible division, but yeah. So since week six. The Falcons have only scored more than 19 points twice. 21 points in. I'm sorry, the Panthers. Panthers, I must. Yeah. Okay. Uh, week tw- week 10, they had 21 points in in when they got their asses kicked by Philly. Mm-hmm. And then in week 14, they killed the Saints 41-10. Other than that, they've been 19 and under every single week since week six. Wait, what was that tie game against? Uh, that was week six. That 37, was week 37-37. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So. And the way this Falcons team goes, um, the way this Falcons team goes, they they at least score. They've eighty seven points the last three weeks. Actually, no, they they've basically averaging thirty points a game the last four weeks. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the Panthers team we're used to, like the Luke Keekley, you know, that were first in the league defensively. I think they were like uh, as of last week, they're like twenty fifth in the league against the pass and everything. So, right, it's it's weird how they're getting it done. 
but don't be surprised if they're uh, they're playing the week after next. The other thing I'm worried about this week, yeah. week 16 was super easy for gambling. Yeah, I know it. I was worried about we, that. We too. were texting last night. It was like, oh, I'm gonna te- I'm gonna parlay and tease the Seahawks and Jets with, I mean, uh, and Pats with everyone in the league. And the Pats made it a little scary, but they still covered any 10-point teaser. Yeah, you couldn't lose on a teaser yesterday. Yeah, yeah Pats lose. were close. Lions, anybody. You threw Lions anybody were losing in. close. Yeah, everybody. And then it's like, ah, oh, the car- maybe the Cardinals will screw this up. Nah, they nope. got killed. No, I so. know, you're right. We're, we're in for the boom. All right, Dallas at Washington. There's not really a line on this. It's funny, I said there was no line on it last week, and I was like, I don't know why. And then three minutes after our podcast hits, uh, DeMarco Murray <laughs> having surgery on his hand it didn't right. end up mattering towards the game. But um, no line on this, but you want to well, This you is weird. Guess. So the only thing at stake here is, is Dallas could get the first seed if Seattle loses. Yeah, so sit everybody. Not Trey. You, you, that's that's what you think, right? Why not sit everyone? Well, you know, you talk to Cowboys fans, and they're so excited. Oh, it's Week 17. The Redskins can't screw us. How did this happen? Yeah, they can. They can screw us. They already knocked out Romo uh, one game this year. That'll be it. That'll that'll be how they do it. So I, I would sit everyone. I have I, I, I have no idea what this line is, but I'm going to say Cowboys by four and a half. Well, we won't count this. I said seven, and it, and an opening line was seven, but there's no line on it right now. So let's just not even count it. I, I don't think they play anybody. They'd be dumb to just take yeah. your three seed. You yeah, get this to play. Be our buy. Get to it. play the Lions in round one. The Lions are frauds. I don't believe in the Lions at all. Uh, I can't even comment on that. Cleveland at Baltimore. Cleveland at Baltimore. I can't find my pick for this. Oh, there you go. Um, I have the Ravens by seven and a half. All right, you get it. I said seven, and it's eight and a half. Opened at seven, went up right. to eight and a half. Ravens are good at home. And they are good at home. Well, they struggle against Jacksonville, but they are they do take care of business at home. Five and six in the AFC, and that's what that's what's going to be uh, lead to their demise right there. I'm trying to think of the Ravens. Oh, they've lost one home game to the Chargers. The it's it's too bad the Browns never got Josh Gordon back this whole season. I think if he had come back after <laughs> Week Ten, I think they would have been really interesting. I don't know what it is with that guy. I don't know. What he doesn't happened. even look like Josh Gordon. It's like he's been replaced. Yeah. It's like when they replaced the Ultimate Warrior with the guy who looked like the Ultimate Warrior. That team could be good. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we. we that team could be good. I mean, if they had like Kyle Orton at quarterback these last few games, they'd be playing for a playoff spot possibly. If I was a Browns fan, all I would be thinking about 24-7 is that we could have traded down and picked Odell Beckham at number nine Yeah, and gotten Buffalo's first-round pick. I'd be thinking about that all the time. I mean, there's a ton of – by far the best receiving class, right, with Beckham. Oh, yeah. Evans is another one. He's a yeah. monster. I watched that Tampa Bay game. I mean, they throw to him – Every time on third and long, it's almost, almost a guarantee that he's in the area or gets a flat call. But Beckham, Evans, obviously Kelvin Benjamin. He's Browns so have good. a good guy in Gabriel. There's Moncrief on the Colts. There's a, there's a bunch of good rookies. Oh, there's, they're all over there. I like Jarvis Landry, too. Yeah, Jarvis Landry, of course. Yeah, I missed yeah, um, yeah, I was thinking, like, people are saying it's the best draft for receivers, but the 96 draft was pretty incredible. Who was it? Uh, Keyshawn was the number one pick. Right. Terry Glenn, Marvin yeah. Harrison, 
Eric Moulds, Eddie Kennison, Amani Toomer, Hussein Muhammad, Terrell Owens. Oh yeah, that's ridiculous. Bobby okay. Engram. It's it's the ninety. Joe Horn. Ninety six was incredible. You're right, that's the year. But All yeah, right. that, but you have Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, and Keyshawn. Yeah. Going against Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, and Sammy Watkins. It's pretty good. Basically. It's pretty good. Chicago, Beckham, Minnesota. Beckham's my favorite now out of the three. I used to like Sammy Watkins most, but Beckham's well, it doesn't seem like you could cover him. That's just the thing. I don't know. It's not, it's not like oversized like these other guys, but he just gets open, and when he doesn't, he makes sure he gets open. Well, for you, it's like, all right, now you have him two times a year for the next 12 years of your right. life. He's just like, ah, screw it. This guy's in my life now. Yeah. And not, and not in a good way. In a way that I'm going to be unhappy multiple times. Not fun. Not fun So what do you got now? We have uh, Chicago at Minnesota. So the Ravens line was eight. Okay. Chicago at Minnesota. There is absolutely nothing at stake in this game. No. It's weird, huh? I have the Vikings by five and a half. I said five, and it's uh, actually seven. So you're going to get that one. Okay. And Bridgewater, best uh, best rookie quarterback, I think, right, this year? Over Bortles. Yeah, hard to Definitely hard to over Manziel. Hard to believe. He did it in college, had one bad pro day, and everybody yeah. he had to drop around for some reason. I know. They're good. We talked about them last week with Peterson, what it might have, what might have been. But mm. I, I, I got to say, Asiad is not terrible. No, I am know. I, am I nuts to think he's not good? Like, if he's a free agent, I would try to sign him. Good goal line back. He gets he gets the, gets the tough yards. Someone really wrote. Um, we might see David Fells for uh, Chicago this week at quarterback. But someone mm. wrote that if you bet the over on the good teams for season wins, only San Francisco, New Orleans, and Chicago beat you. If you consider Chicago a good, you know, one of the oh, good wow. teams. You would have won on every other good team betting over. We won on we won on our on the San Diego over. That was nice that we did thanks to the miracle comeback, which I stopped watching. Those were great games. I think that's the secret: the Saturday games, not the Thursday games. Oh, I for some the reason, Saturday they're very games. competitive. I love the Saturday. I love the week sixteen Saturdays. No, no Saturday this week. I don't know. I guess they have to allow for some bowl games, but uh, to what was he like? Eleven um, early games here. Six, nine. I think that's a terrible job on that. Yeah, I don't like it either. I would add a Friday game, a Saturday game, and yeah. Yeah, 12 early games. It's crazy. Uh, Jacksonville at Houston. And they haven't figured out yet the beauty of, like, staggering games so we can enjoy them for a longer tail. <laughs> like, that that one London game was awesome. That Lions-Falcons game that started at 6.30 in the morning West yeah. Coast time. That was my favorite Sunday of the year. And it got good ratings, right? Yeah, more of those. I don't know what they're worried about. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, it's Jacksonville at Houston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Houston gets the sixth seed. If Baltimore loses and San Diego loses. Mm-hmm. And they win. Right. Not, that's, not, that's not ridiculous. It could happen. Let's see what the what would the odds be if you took a Cleveland, uh, Kansas City, parlay. Well, you'd, have, yeah. you'd have to do Browns money line, which would be like right. plus three fifty. You'd have to do KC, which would be like plus one fifty, <clears throat> and then I have the Texans by eleven. By the way, uh, I said ten, and it's nine and a half. So good comeback by I, the Texans. Some of these teams made good good. Good comebacks this year. If you were Indy, mm-hmm. oh no! If you were Pittsburgh, 
Pittsburgh's going to be the three seed. Let's say Pittsburgh's the three seed and you're them. Would you rather play Houston, San Diego, or Baltimore? If you're Pittsburgh. If you're Pittsburgh. Well, not San Diego. I, I don't I wouldn't want to go against it. I think, I think Houston. Are we talking Case Keenum? Well, who are we talking about? I On guess the road? In the playoff Keenum. game? You have to say Houston. Well, really, Houston would just, all they would do is just hand off and try to let their defense win the game. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, I wouldn't, you know, Flacco's won road playoff games, obviously, and so is uh Yeah, but he, something's, I think he's hurt. I'm a oh, believer that Joe Flacco is hurt seriously. Like, he looked, he was beyond bad last year. He played like somebody who was hurt. So they're, they're not running the ball as well either. Them. Justin Forsett was dynamite. Now it's uh, no, they he got hurt. Line in trouble. They had two totally. guys go out. Yeah. And their secondary is awful. I think that that Browns. That's an interesting game. That Browns game. Mm-hmm. I think that's a losable game for them. So Jags and the Jags. I think they're honing in on like the third pick. Yeah. 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 They want to stay in contention for those top three picks. You know what's weird about this? Like you know you don't see tanking at least at least i can't see it it's funny you and jalen you talk about tanking in basketball you, you devote right. like five minutes to it on the show and and rightfully so but it's kind of crazy it's two months before the all-star break but in in football you don't see it but houston would be much better off tanking this game when you got a you have a bunch of uh i know they could still possibly make the playoffs but like an eight and seven team for example when when it comes down to the draft in april and you're you're looking at the 19th pick and you want to move up to 14. You have to give up a second round pick and you've half these guys are probably saying, Oh man, what if we just lost that last game? Why do we have to give up a 2016 second rounder to move up five, four or five spots where I sh- we should be right. anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's strange. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. See if I'm Houston, I really feel like I have a chance. To make it, I think yeah. KC can beat San Diego, and who the hell knows with that Browns game? I'm going into that Jags game thinking I can make the playoffs. Yeah, Houston, that was a bad example by me. But KC, a team who no, can't no. make it. Was I'm with you on that. I'm with you on what yeah. you were saying, though. Yeah. I, I agree with you. You and like you, you look at like the Bucks are playing the Saints. The Bucks should be starting like, you know, who's their coach now? They should be starting Lovey Smith's son yeah. at quarterback. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, Detroit at Green Bay this is a big one. It's a big one, but I'm not that excited about it. Well, yeah, because they're both. I, I don't yeah. see. I, I just the Lions just don't look good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. They just don't have a playoff look to them. Uh, I had the Packers by seven and a half. Seven and a half is right. That's exactly what I had. So who are we teasing them with? That's the question. Twenty-two. You know, what is it? Twenty-two game losing streak in Lambeau. Mike Tomczak was a quarterback last time they won there in '91 for Green Bay. I mean the. The Bears were like beating them yesterday. It was oh, yeah. fourteen to ten, and like in the fourth quarter. Yeah, Jimmy Clausen <laughs> was just uh, <laughs> floating passes to Forte. Yeah. Chicago's defensive line was was like making things happen on a short week. Yeah, and I don't think you, you can't really overstate how bad the Bears' defense is. Right. That's the thing. Like, if you, if I'm a Lions fan, I'm freaking out after that game. I was surprised. I thought they quit on Tressman. I thought, you know, new quarterback. They quit on the coach. I said, short week. That's an, you know, that's not going to be a close game. And then they needed, they needed a lot to happen in the fourth quarter to win Detroit. The Bears gave up 106 points in back-to-back games in week uh, eight and week ten. Yeah. I mean, 
to, to only to barely beat them in a must-win game is a little crazy. That's weird. Um, San Diego at Kansas City. Yeah. Chargers win if uh, they're in if they win. Boy, they they I mean they're like they're like a hospital ward that Chargers team. Oh yeah. They lost another center. Mm-hmm. They, they Melvin Ingram got hurt in that game. Like they're just Rivers is hurt. Ryan Matthews is out. Um, I, 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 have, I can't believe they came back either for that one. That was something. I have the Chiefs by three. I said three also. Two and a half. They're not giving it the full three there. So KC can actually get the six seed if Baltimore and Houston lose. Right. Right. They have to win. Which, Baltimore and Houston have to lose. I, I think Houston losing to Jacksonville is impossible. Right. But then again, Case Keenum is going to be the QB. Mm-hmm. Weird end of the Chiefs season. They lost uh, four of their last five. They lost to the Raiders, the Broncos. They beat the. They lost to the Cards. They beat the Raiders. They lost to the Steelers. So they looked really good. And Alex yeah. Smith, he tried. He tried so hard to get Dwayne Bow or any receiver a touchdown and, pass, uh, and just what well, just didn't happen yesterday. If you can't throw the ball in 2014, it's hard to take you seriously. No, with all the rules to everybody's advantage. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. And they, Jamal Charles was shut down. Well, that Steelers team is good. They just—they're good. They make you look bad, and yeah, they're, they're going to be trouble in January. I agree. Uh, Jets at Miami. I'm trying to think what my best case scenario for Pittsburgh is. For the Patriots the or for Pittsburgh? Yes, for the Pats. The Pats <laughs> to avoid the them. Pats won't. Well, they won't see them until the AFC title game if Pittsburgh wins the division. If they're the four, yeah, I can't, I can't. I don't know why I kept thinking they're the four seed, but they're the three. Yeah. If Pittsburgh's a five or a six seed, then we probably see him in round two, which mm-hmm. is what I do not want. Right. I'd much rather see them win the division. I, nothing would make me happier than Andy Dalton coming to Foxborough. So if the Colts are playing the Chargers, yeah, you as a Patriots fan are rooting for the Colts, right? You have to be. I, I mean, the Chargers would be the ideal team to play. That team, that team coming into New England with, with how banged up they are, and we already beat the hell out of them anyway. Yeah, I, don't I would know. say that would be my ideal scenario. Yeah, Rivers won in Cincinnati last year, and they uh, almost and they were close with Denver, right? I'm, and I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to bring Phil Rivers on and round two right. in Foxborough. All right, Jets at Miami. I might go back for one of these playoff games. Really? Yeah. Get a little nostalgic about the end of the Brady Belichick era. I might have to go back for one of these. I'm looking at Dallas, New England at plus eight fifty for a Super Bowl matchup. Oh my God, we can't sit together if that happens. <laughs> we have to watch closed circuit television. We can't even be in the same arena. I don't think it's going to be bad. What do we got for this one? Uh, Jets at Miami rematch okay. of the Monday night game a few weeks ago. Nothing at stake here, other than if Joe Philbin comes back or not. Uh, well, they announced that he would, right? Didn't the owner yeah, go into the locker that. room yesterday? That owner's lied before. <laughs> that would be something. That owner, like he did it the other day, he said, that, what was it, Sperano was coming back, but then it came out he was interviewing other coaches? Right, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't trust that guy. <laughs> Christmas week, he tells a lie that he doesn't even need to, <laughs> he makes, puts it out there. Why say anything? Really? I mean, right. just like, hey, we're going to make a decision after the year. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Dolphins by six and a half. That's what I said, and it's only five. Yeah, so, uh, that's a tough one. That, I, do you know that was the first safety to take the lead inside a minute in the fourth yeah. quarter ever? In that Dolphins Vikings game. That was a fun game. 
That was good. I, I had a little action on the Vikings, so I was, I was paying attention. I didn't want to watch it, but it kept floating up there. Buffalo at New England. Yeah, Buffalo at New England. Uh, I think we're favored by nine and a half. All right, I said ten, and I, I got it exactly. It was opened up at seven, so I don't know why they figured maybe someone wasn't playing or something, but up to ten now. Turns out you're not a playoff team if Kyle Orton's your quarterback. Yeah. Which I didn't know until this year. Oh, wait, I knew that the whole not time. A, yeah. Not a good last drive there, not, or any drive there. That was bad. Raiders yeah, they, are frisky, though, huh? They're, they're, they win a couple of good good home not games. Not bad. And I think I Derek actually, Carr, uh, what did they I say, would, had 20 touchdowns or something? I thought you were going to pick them for SportsCenter. The Raiders? I felt very Sal-esque. I know. I, was, I jumped on them too many times, though, this year. I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, that... I, I was excited to to pick the Raiders in that game because uh, seven points for Kyle Orton on the road in a must-win just seemed a little high, a little right. ambitious. I think three points would have been the right line. I agree. So yeah. maybe, are we looking at a three-team teaser again now? Uh, Green Bay over Detroit, New England over Buffalo, and let's, it might just be the same three-team teaser we begged people to take last week, Green Bay, Detroit, Green Bay, New England, and Seattle. Why does that Packer game look too easy? The Packers? Yeah. I just think if you lose, you're like, all right, well, I blew it. I'm on the wrong side of history here. 22 straight. You yeah. know, why, why? I deserve it. I've got to throw Houston in that three-team tease. Really? Even yeah. though it breaks my rule to never put a bad QB in a three-team tease, I feel like they just hand the ball off the entire game and win by 10. Yeah, they should do it. Why would the Jags try to win that game? Uh, only if they find out we have a three-team teaser with the Texans. Okay, but you're right. No uh, we're not doing that. I can't put Case Keenum <laughs> in a three-team teaser. I can't recommend that. Philly at New York Giants. Giants have won three in a row. Philly's oh lost three God. in a row. This is great for you. Tom Coughlin might come back now. You want this. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Giants, I think, are favored by one over the Eagles. I said two and a half, and it's three. Six and nine oh, Giants oh. favored over a nine and six Eagles by uh, three. So I get Boy, that. Sanchez one. is not good at quarterback, and they and the Eagles have the worst set of cornerbacks we've seen in a while. Really bad. Really, really bad. Really bad. They're not just not that good at football. But the Eagles I'm, fans were mad at me all year. They were like, "Why aren't you writing about the team more?" And it's like in my picks column, and I wasn't writing about them because I. I I had no feel whatsoever for them. I, I, it was by far the strangest 2014 team. How would you even describe that Eagles team? I don't know either, but I think Chip Kelly is getting should not get a pass here either. This is no. I, I think like Belichick's one of the few, not to kiss your ass, but who could carry the genius label, and we can make fun of it a little. But otherwise, you don't want to be labeled a genius as a coach, especially like in your first year, second year. That's like um, yeah. Like on Survivor, when they say, all right, who's the leader of this tribe? Like, whoa, 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 don't say I'm the leader because that means I'm going to get voted out, you know? But, I mean, this right. is a guy, here's a minute 30 left, minute 20 left. Let Washington score. You know what's going to happen. They're going to run it down to nothing. You had a timeout left even. Just let them score with a minute and 10 and a timeout. You're more likely to win the game, much more likely, I think, than if you let right. them run it to nothing and kick a field goal. I can't stand yeah. it anymore. It's just stupid, right? The Buffalo coach, they're, they're, it's weird that coaches just miss basic stuff. Like the Buffalo coach did it again yesterday in that Raiders game. Like there was some punt from midfield. It was like fourth mm -hmm. and two. It's like, really? 
Yeah, the, I know. The, uh, when Darius went down, they were they from that point on the Raiders were moving the ball. Sure. And uh, if you can't get fourth and two against Oakland, the midfield, you don't deserve to go to the playoffs anyway. No. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just the, the same. And like these, I don't know. Just with the letting the team score, I know it's a popular Sega move for us, Sega Genesis, but just do it. And it's like, how many times have you seen a, a missed, a bad snap on a field goal? Like, how many times have you seen a team just run it down to three seconds and then kick a good field goal, which is right. amounts to an extra point? Come on. Anyway, well, what was the the uh, the Chief Steelers game yesterday? It was twenty to nine. Yeah, and uh, I'm looking. Oh, they at almost the weren't going to go for a field goal. They had, they went on fourth down, right? And then yeah, didn't it was go four on fourth minutes down. left, and they just it, they had like the longest ever yeah drill, and it was like it just it was just typical Andy Reid. Right. By the time it was over, they were down eight with like a minute and a half left. Exactly. Yeah, it was hilarious. Exactly, you don't want to be. Yeah. Um, what do we? Uh, I don't even know where we are now. Oh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Oh. <laughs> um. Is Drew Brees done as a franchise guy? Oh man. No confidence in him. Drops back to pass. His stats are great, though. I know. But it just seems like in the last four minutes of these games, his decisions are awful. Uh, I have uh, the Saints by five and a half. All right, old you. Edge me out here. I said six, and it's uh, only three and a half. Can I say something? Yeah. The Tampa wins the number one pick if they lose this game. Yeah, I know. Why is it so low? If they freaking lose this game, and you're a Bucks fan, like they, like they, there should be rioting in the streets of Tampa if they win this game. Right. Just throw this game away. You get Marcus Mariota. He might be he might be the best quarterback since Luck. They they, they to come into the draft. Like, how do you even think about winning this game? But do we do we take the Saints on a two team teaser? Why would they I, win just either? Bet but... the Saints. You just bet the Saints money line. Do something. Yeah, maybe that's the way to go. Tampa did it right yesterday. They had like punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 all the way to the first like 13 possessions. That's... I think we bet this game today because I think that line goes up to like six really? or seven. All right. If if I own Tampa, I go into the locker room on like Friday. I'm like, look, I want you guys to know something. If we win this game, I'm firing everybody. <laughs> every every single person is getting fired. So just you, you guys keep that in mind. You do what you want to do on Sunday, but I'll fire all of you. By the way, how long before a video like that comes out? Maybe either in the NBA or NFL or an owner thinks he's doing this behind closed doors, but there's some, you know, <laughs> some idiot player's nephew happens to be in the locker room and he's he's videotaping it. I can see it. <laughs> would would, he, would you even get in trouble though? Yeah, I think you would. Yeah. yeah, people betting on these games, you can't just you can't just say you're going to lose them. Um, nah. Indianapolis bet on every at, game though. It's Indi- here's another one: Indianapolis yeah. at Tennessee, another home team has no business winning. Well, and if Tennessee loses, they get the number two pick. So the right. move would be to tease the Saints and the Colts. Right. Oh, that'd be fun. Let's just do that. And then Jameis goes to the Titans if the if that happens. Crazy if you take that guy. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. But Andrew the Giant, look, you care to comment on your manager, Bobby the Brain Heenan, benching you in the third quarter yesterday, now possibly playing very little in a meaningless game at the Thompson Bowling Arena in Tennessee versus the Titans. Your thoughts? 
we're not playing well. I mean, it's no secret we are not playing well, and we we would love to get some momentum getting into the playoffs. Uh, why don't you, uh, since I'm here, why don't you interview uh, Macho Man Tommy Savage from the Texans? Oh, Macho Man Tommy Savage, you have come up. You did not play this week, but certainly making certainly making some noise in Houston. Your thoughts? I can't do a Randy Savage oh, impersonation. You might have to do that one. That. No, uh, wait, can, you do, can you do Macho Man Tommy Savage? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I look down on those receivers. I don't check down at all. I throw wherever I'm looking. A pick six, may it be. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Ooh, Case Keenum's looking at me. He's got jealous eyes. <laughs> yeah, Macho all. Man Tommy Savage needs to be involved in Week 17. <laughs> all right. We'll get him in there. Uh, what'd you have for this line? Colts Titans. I have uh, the Colts favored by four and a half. All right, I said five and a half, and it's six, so I get this. Um, you know, it's week seventeen when like every other guess is in the Vegas zone. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would Luck play this game though? Really? He shouldn't. When was Matt Hasselbeck on the Colts? When did that happen? I thought I listened I to a game this year where he announced. Right. 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 Yeah, I think. Like, am I crazy to hallucinate that? I could have sworn I heard him <laughs> as an announcer this year. He came in yesterday. <laughs> That's Mac Hasselback. Yeah, it's someone is, it, else. is there a third Hasselback? There's so many Hasselbacks. It's weird. That's <laughs> Jack Hasselback. It's, it's the chick from the View, wasn't that her? That was her in the past. All right, now we got to the uh, late afternoon game: St. Louis at Seattle. Mm. Boy. It's hard to think. I mean, it's, it's Sean Hill against the way the Seattle defense is playing, they, and they're actually playing for something. I, I had 11 and a half for the Seahawks. Uh, I said 11. You're going to get this. It's 13. <laughs> it was 10. <laughs> Opened at 10. Went to 13. Okay. Let me count these. 4, 5, 6, 7. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. All right. It's 8, 7, me. Going into the okay. last three. Yeah, I had 33 points in five weeks that Seattle defense has given up. It's a, And they already lost to St. Louis. So this is a win. Mm. Um, Oakland at Denver. Wow, Broncos by thirteen. All right, Hi, you're gonna get this. I said fourteen, and uh, I said twelve and a half, and it's fourteen and a half. Okay, here's the scenario for you, my friend. Yeah, Pats beat Bills at, at one o'clock. Broncos now locked into the two seed. Why the hell would they play anyone in this game? So we grab the two plus touchdowns right now and just hope for um, what's I just, likely going to happen. Patrick, Patriots. Why would Manning play one minute of this game? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But what do you? You have to make that the line, right? You have to, I guess. But it wouldn't. It, the, wouldn't it make the most sense to do Pat's money line with Raiders plus fourteen and a half parlay? Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Pat's money line doesn't get us much, but yes. No, but I mean, you're betting the Raiders partly because you think the Pats are going to win that game. So All right, I'm writing that in. down. That's good thinking. That's good forward thinking. I like that. The only thing I, I've heard people have made the case that you don't want to rest people in week 17 if you have a bye week. If you have a bye already. Because then yeah. it's like too much time where you haven't played. I, I don't, it doesn't seem, I, it would seem like I'd rather have the time off for my body especially if I've had four neck surgeries and yeah, sure. throwing noodle passes left and right. Yeah, it's a scary game, 41-7. So who would Denver play? Let's say if they're a two seed, they're more likely going to play in the second round. Well, the this is the, my all-time best-case scenario. I need yeah. Pittsburgh to win the AFC North. 
Right. I need Pittsburgh to go into Denver in round two. That's what I want. That's what mm-hmm. I'm. That's what I asked for for Christmas. Right. Pittsburgh okay. at Denver. Roethlisberger went into Indy when when uh, when Manning was quarterback and won there. Right. He's beaten them before. My other, my other favorite scenario is Macho Man Tommy Savage against Andrew the Giant. <laughs> we'll have to really script out a whole podcast conversation for that one between those two. That would be crazy. Let <laughs> me get going on that right after this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're tied going into the last two. I think you're going to kill me in this next pick because I was way off. Arizona at San Francisco. Oh, God. And the game, you know, again, Seattle has to lose. They're playing at the same time for Arizona win to mean anything. I have Otherwise, the Niners by a three because the Arizona has nothing to play for. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess I, I, I overshot this. I thought it was a pick because San Francisco, <laughs> I don't know how they lost the game. They lost last week, four and a half, San Francisco, four and a half. Yeah. So I think the Cardinals have to play that Logan Thomas in this game. You have to see if that guy's competent or not, because we know we know if we have our answer in about Ryan Lindley, the right, verdict sure. has come in from the jury. So yeah. play the other guy and see if it's any better that you use this game to play the other guy. Yeah, and poor poor Larry Fitzgerald, by the way. I know. That, I mean, that's like they always show these these, especially during the holidays. They show these sad TV segments, these really well produced segments <laughs> about somebody lost their dad or somebody's got cancer. <laughs> they 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 should be. Larry Fitzgerald should be one of those sad segments. He should just talk about all the quarterbacks he's had to play for the last seven years. Yeah. What's more tragic than Larry Fitzgerald's story? Well, but it's going to end in a big contract, I think, right? Uh, isn't everything saying he's going to get this, buku do, bucks do you think like he, he must really look forward to the Pro Bowl every year. Yeah. I'll go. You're going to have real quarterbacks in the Pro Bowl, right? I'm there. Yeah. Can we for do the three Pro Bowl hours, week I eight eight so, so I don't lose interest in the season? Please, please send me it away. Right. <laughs> Everyone's talking about their third string starting this week. Arizona has no no choice but to start a third string quarterback and, and running back and everything. And it's yeah. funny, like, we love making fun of bad quarterbacks, but, you know, like, it's not Ryan Lindley's fault that he's playing. No, I know. He's basically like, he's your worst case scenario. Yeah, right. And and now he's playing, and he's on Sunday night going against this crazy Seattle defense. I felt bad for him. Yeah, I know. And they can't get first downs running the ball. It, it's it's any big right, play. No running backs. Any twelve yard play against Seattle is like, oh my god. Uh, Kershaw gave up three runs in the first inning. What is it? You know, the, the, the I gotta say, I think I think Atlanta's favorite over Arizona in round uh, one. I was just going to ask you that. And I know we're going to do yeah. this again next week, but I, I think it's a slight favorite. I think Atlanta's like a one point favorite. Oh, I, th- I think it'll be Atlanta by three. Wow. All right. Well, we won't lock. We're not locked in there. No. Um, just... Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you all you need to do is hold on here for a tie against yeah. me. Week 17, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. The Sunday well, night game. Thing, if, if it's Cardinals at Carolina round one, I think that's the worst playoff game of all time. Oh, that is bad. I, that's when we should have the Shakey's Pizza Banquet. Yeah. Well, for sure, be, that, that'll be it. Game. That'll be the Saturday early game. Yeah. They, that might even be like the Saturday 6.30 in the morning game. They might just mm-hmm. move that into the early morning. <laughs> Can they early move morning. that to London? That's I have weird. the Steelers favored by four over the Bengals. Ah, jerk. I said four also, and it's three and a half, so you win the week. 
Bill How Simmons funny is, is now it? you're ten six and one on me this this oh. year. Thank God we don't play for him. Wrapping you. Yeah. Um, I don't know about that though. So you think? Uh, well, I guess a lot depends on tonight. So here's the thing. The, there's been a lot made of how Andy Dalton is really good in mm. the uh, in the afternoon games, but mm. in prime time he's awful. Yeah. So then they they make it so basically Cincinnati has to win a primetime game to make the playoffs. Right. They either have to beat Denver tonight or they have to beat Pittsburgh a week from now. And both of those games will be primetime. Poor Andy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, All right. So before we go, can we talk about home If Cincinnati loses tonight, so they'll truly need to win to make the playoffs. Because if they win tonight, they're in, right? They have to win. Well, they, they... if they win either of the last two games, they're in. So, and Pittsburgh's already in. I think just, just there, there might be a way they can make it if they lose both. Yeah, but, right. Like, everybody else has to lose. Right. Like, no, every yeah, we said, team. yeah, San Diego would have to lose and Baltimore would have to lose. But I think this and line think goes Houston down to like two to and a half if Cincinnati loses tonight. Right. It's weird. Anyway. The Steelers, this is, uh, God, if you're a Cincy fan, you got to be dying right now. Yeah. You'd be like, what the hell just happened? We have to beat the team that's always killed us, mm-hmm. the team that knocked out Carson Palmer and ruined our lives last decade and just beats us all the time in general. Yeah. And then after it, it, that's looming, it, but right now we have to beat Peyton Manning in a primetime game when he's right. lights out in every primetime game. Well, they had terrible losses and they had a terrible, even more terrible tie. So that, that, that makes that's why they're at, where they well, are. Well, that's the thing. Like they, they, it was a Mike Nugent 36 yard field goal. And, mm-hmm. that, and when it happened, we all said, like, oh man, imagine if they missed the playoffs because he yeah. missed that game. And now it's f-ing sitting there. Oops, I swear. There you go. Uh, hey, before we go, speaking of redheads. Homeland final. Did you uh, watch it? D minus. God. It, this happens a lot with series. Like the, 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 the episode before maybe should have been the finale. And then they just Whoa. like really just tie up loose ends. It's just boring the last episode. What well, the hell? There's spent, nothing going on. We spent five weeks saying this is great. Finally, mm-hmm. Homeland has gotten away from Claire Danes and has gotten back to why we started watching the show in the first place. Terrorism. Right. This is awesome. Now now this is like a twenty a smarter twenty four type show. It's got action. It's everything I really wanted from this show. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode is like, hey, let's dive into Claire Danes' relationship with her mom who abandoned her. Yeah, and the father. So he wears the terrorism. Yeah. Right. I mean that guy he, died in real life, the father. So uh he did. they have to devote a whole hour to it, like just just his funeral, and now everyone happens to be free for the funeral. The the high, the CIA guys, everybody's there. They were so close to her father. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, uh, Are they the Green Bay Packers? Is Homeland the Green Green Bay Packers? Like struggled a lot out of the gate, and then uh, Claire Dane said relax, and then they lit it on fire for like a month, and uh, and now it's like whoa, I don't know. She's got she's got a sore hamstring. I don't know what we're gonna do here. Oof. I, I I think that's an insult to Green Bay. <laughs> I think they're more like, uh, can they be the Colts? Yeah, maybe they're the Colts. They're kind of the good bad team. They're the good bad show. Yeah, that's the one. It's a bad show that seems good because it's going against weak competition every week. Right. Like when, uh, so she makes out with Quinn at the end. I was like, oh, my God. I said, I'm like, I cannot believe the twists and turns on this show. And she's like, my wife's like, oh, you knew that was going to happen. It's like, yeah, of course I knew that was going to happen. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn's like, 
You're completely insane. You're the, you're the biggest lunatic I've ever met in my life. And you slept with a terrorist and a 17-year-old uh, kid from what country was he from? I don't know. I know. Whatever country he's from. The, the flower, this poor kid. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Do you mind gaining 95 pounds? Because that's kind of what I'm used to from the beginning of the season. <laughs> So I bought you some butter. Did you just eat butter? Can you eat these sticks of butter? So yeah, so Quinn, so we, it's been established Quinn likes overweight women, but now he likes Claire Danes, who hasn't eaten a meal in four years. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't, doesn't have a type, it turns out. Yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't seen the Homeland season finale, and I don't even know what the ending meant. What did the ending uh, mean? Saul uh, is at the guy's house, so what? Uh, uh, say it to him yourself. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's big. Great. Somebody's uh, car needed to blow up. I thought well, Quinn's car was going to blow up after they kissed. Really I just don't understand. That, yeah, that probably, that probably should have happened. But the week before, she's got the bad guy in her sight. She's like, okay, first of all, the, the, the CIA, the leader, the CIA, whatever he is, the guy who gives out the package that you can, absolutely cannot give out to anybody. Um, I, I don't want to step on Breaking Brad here because I know he's got a lot to say about this too. But so 20, 20 ugly Americans get killed, and then they're about to kill this, uh, this good-looking girl, you know. And that's when the guy's like, no, 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 let me out of this room. I can't, I can't take this. <laughs> I'll give them right. whatever they want. So, all right, so he's done. And, and then why even, why even bother with the charade of, Carrie, you're going home now. You're coming home with us. Oh, no, no, I'm staying. Like, of course that's what she's saying. All the time she's staying. You have five more days. And then she gets the bad guy in her sights on the street, and the other guy grabs her and says, no, 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 no. Look who's in the back seat. Like, who cares who's in the backseat? Just shoot him. It's not like there's a baby in the backseat. Right. You're not even aiming for the backseat. Just shoot the guy and be done with it. Also, there was 5 million people there, and it was like a borderline riot scenario. Yeah. And it's a darkened sedan. It's like, hold on, wait. And it's like, oh, yeah, I get. A, I have a great look at the back of this guy's head. <laughs> yeah, she's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, you're right. He is back there. Uh, D minus. Yeah, that, that was ludicrous. Yeah, D minus. The affair was fantastic, though. Yep. Really good. Uh, all right, JK, the, uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live on a bye this week, let me just say. And uh, my sports center picks Friday night. I've been moved to Friday night this week. I don't think there's been a documented TV personality that has done this well against a spread. 12-0-3 last five weeks, 16-2-3 the last seven weeks. So it's all going to crash soon, I'm sure. But watch. It's incredible. Congratulations to you. Thanks, buddy. Good job by you. Good job by you. See you next week. All right. All right, we're going to call uh, my dad because a lot of stuff's happening in Boston. The Patriots are in rough shape. Rondo just got traded. Uh, let's see what he's thinking. Hello? Dad. Hi, Bill. You're on the podcast. Uh, okay, I need to switch phones on the podcast. Why my do you need life? to switch phones? I'm, up, I'm upstairs. The upstairs phone keeps dying on us. Hold on a second. <laughs> We might have to leave this part in the podcast. Okay. Just, it's a very old man moment that you have to switch phones. It is an old man moment, but it's probably more has to do with the fact that we need to buy new phones. Do you want me to buy you new phones for Christmas? You haven't bought me a present for Christmas yet? Well, I, had, I did buy you a present. Oh, okay. Then you can buy me a phone. I buy you another present. <laughs> uh, maybe, I'll, maybe for Valentine's Day, I'll buy you new phones. Yeah. Can we talk now or no? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, are you concerned about the Patriots? 
I'm more concerned about the article you sent me on Tyler Sagan. Uh, it, it, it bummed out my whole Sunday I, football day. I shouldn't have ruined it. I sent, I sent for those of you listening, Tyler Sagan, the Bruins traded him two summers ago. And my dad was really upset about it with reason. Cause you usually don't give up on talented people who are like 20 or 21, whatever. 20 or 21 year old future superstars. You give up on them and get three dimes for a dollar. And so the article dad, talks about the fact that he might be the third guy in the last thousand years to score 65 goals. Yeah, I'm a little upset about it. He's blasted it to the best scorer in the league. <laughs> I mean, the, they, they made that trade. We had this conversation. And, you know, I, I haven't been a huge Peter Chiarelli, whatever you have. The GM? Name. Even though he won you a Stanley Cup? He inherited a lot of that team, you know? Okay. And just, just like happens with other teams, uh, we, the new guy comes in and, and inherits a lot of the building blocks that somebody else put together. Uh, and I haven't liked any of the moves since I haven't liked any of the moves. I, I shouldn't say since, uh, anyway, we talking football. Yeah. You had to send I, me the article. You know how, uh, how uh, my son and I have been playing a lot of the NHL video game. I got, we, we hooked up an Xbox one. We've been playing the NHL video game and we've been playing the Bruins, which he, he now has two NHL teams for some reason, but right. Right. he let, cause he loves the Kings, but he, for some reason likes playing the Bruins in the video game. So I actually traded for Tyler Sagan. I traded Louis Erickson and Riley Smith back to Dallas and got Tyler Sagan back and put him I on like the it. first line. And he's been unbelievable. So, at least, so at least we have that going. So, when you come out to visit, we you can watch us play a game and and relive the tire. Yeah, that sounds like just torture on top of torture. I'm a little worried about uh, the Pats just because of the way we blocked yesterday. Oh, so I'm, I'm worried too. I, I, you know, we didn't block that whole game. It, it was a terrible game. It was our offensive line just just got eaten alive and. You know, the reading the papers today in Boston, they're talking about how Dan Conley was out. And, but, you know, Dan Conley has been terrible. So yeah. to, to say that Dan Conley being out is the difference, you know, the, the left guard they put in there, it was kind of laughable. He, he was he like the uh, Matador swing, swinging gate yeah. uh, offensive lineman. And well, I don't know. I don't know if uh, Marcel Darius is playing for Buffalo this week, but well, it'll well, be it'll yeah, be a nice he, test because I don't he think he out? is from what they said because Buffalo is now eliminated from the playoffs. What was his? Oh, he yeah, had knee injury. Okay, so because that would have been a good test for this line because Buffalo's front seven is just as good as uh as as the Jets' front seven, but now he's out so. I don't know. I don't know what to make it. <laughs> I don't know. We either, could block right? for three months, and now said we can't block. One of the writers, and I can't remember which one it was, uh, had a pretty good article about the teams that we do play well against often have to do with a team whose defensive coordinator has a has a more passive right. uh, approach to the game as opposed to uh, the Harbaugh brothers or. You know, Ryan's well, approach. It's a team, yeah, it's the teams that usually push up the middle and stack one of the two sides. We get killed. If they, 
They yeah. overload. That's like that's how they lost Super Bowl forty two. Exactly. I talked about Coughlin's approach that yeah. if you have the personnel, uh certain teams have copied that approach and it, it continues to give us fits. And ironically the the place that seemed to be I mean, I, I don't think any of those linemen played well, but the left guard position, Logan Mankin's old position uh, certainly was coming back to haunt us yesterday. Yeah, well, he but we were so either. lucky to win that game on so many levels. I mean, yeah, we touched another attempted field goal, but we right. got a mysterious first down that when you watched on TV, we were two inches short, uh, and they never quite explained that. Uh, the tip ball that fortunately our, our own wide receiver got instead of a jet player. Yep. You know, we're just lucky to walk out of there with a win, but... You, no you Edelman you hurt, though. Not having Edelman was a big thing. He's, he's yeah, the it was a big deal, but, you, you know, at this stage of the game, on your, your 16th game or 17th game, you shouldn't be dependent on one guy being out. Don't you think? So, who, so is do you agree with me that the worst-case scenario is somehow Pittsburgh coming to New England in round two? I don't know that. I have to be honest. I I haven't watched them. Um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, yesterday it wasn't it wasn't the game shown here, and I wasn't watching the red zone because I was watching the Patriot game. You know, I watched them earlier in the season, and I, it didn't strike me that their front seven was anywhere nearly as formidable as the Jets' front seven. But right. are you saying that they're very good? The well, front they're seven? a bad matchup for us because. The one thing they suck at is is uh, you can throw deep on them, but we can't throw deep. They, well, they have a great running back. They have a quarterback who's been in a million big games, and they can make. They have receivers who make big plays. It's. I mean, it. I think the Patriots are better, but um, that's that's the kind of team that can go into somewhere wherever it is in in round two, you know, as seven point underdogs or eight point underdogs and win the game. But you know. I don't know how the lineup is. Uh, if next week, since he plays in Pittsburgh, and most well, since he loses to Denver tonight, and then then the AFC North title, well, that's still at stake anyway. But uh, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah even if since he loses tonight, they still will play Pittsburgh next week for the title. We want Pittsburgh to win that game. And if Pittsburgh we wins want that Pittsburgh game, to go to Denver because they're then they are three seed. Then they have to go to Denver. Yeah, that, that's what that's I was what we want. Yeah, that's what we, we want. want. That. And I, I think it's most likely what's going to happen. Um, it's great. It's because great I, since his game tonight really has no impact on what's going to happen the following week against Pittsburgh. It has an impact on us because if they can beat Denver tonight, then we can rest our players next week. Right. Which would be great. We'd have certain players that, you know, I guess it's a plus and a minus, but at least they would have rested in an injury for a whole four-week period of time. All right, we have plenty of time to talk about the Patriots. Let's talk about the Rondo trade. Well, it's ironic because I, I don't know what day you called me. But it was the day you called me before the trade was made. Yeah, the day before we talked and we, about it. We didn't really know anything definitive about a trade happening that quickly or the team with whom it would happen. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we talked a lot about Rondo and what looked like the reality that 
not only were we not going to resign him, but he wanted to test the free agent market. So with all that in mind, I'm not sure there was much of a market for us to make a trade when we did. I'm and, amazed they got as much as they did. Yeah, there was, was really no say, other I, team. Yeah. Nobody uh, – apparently Houston was in on it for a little they while. But, they, I, I know all the offers. They, there was okay. no real other offer. I think Dallas was worried there was another offer, but there really wasn't. Okay. Then and, I, uh, I think, you know, there's certainly disappointment up here. I think people just are forgetting that the time to trade Rondo would have been – well, if he had not hurt the ACL, his market value would have been much higher, obviously. It would have been last year. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you can't – you know, nobody's going to – trade for somebody unless they see that he's healthy again so i think one thing that you and i don't totally factor into this whole thing is like there's a whole generation of celtics fans that rondo is their guy who's the generation after the pierce fans like if you're between like if you're now somewhere between the ages of like 13 and 24 rondo's your guy if you grew up in boston yeah i think it's that's a good point and and, oh. and you, it's reflected in when I go to the games. The jerseys. This year, the, the Ronda jersey by far has been the the jersey you see on the younger fans uh, most frequently, yeah. I uh, I watched the entire Dallas-San um, Antonio game before we went to a Christmas party, and um, and I 100% was rooting for him. I want him to do well. It was funny to watch him play hard again. Right. And I, I don't say that as an indictment of Rondo. I just think he's one of those guys that needs to needs to have skin in the game. And he's not meant to be on a lottery team or a 500 team. He took three charges the other night. Yeah. Like, I mean, we haven't seen him take a charge since 2012. I saw, I saw you. The, I, saw, I was laughing when I saw you tweeted that. Oh, and and actually, I think we talked about it on the podcast last week. That, oh, uh, so you see, he didn't play defense for three years. But uh, I got to say, like, sometimes there's good arguments in sports where you can, you know, there's like the statistical side and then there's like kind of the weird common sense, big picture, just having watched sports side. And you and I watched a ton of that guy over the, since 2006. He's going to be great on Dallas. And I, I don't care about like, oh, him and Monte, that's a weird backcourt fit. They both need the ball or... You know, they're going to leave him alone in playoff games. Like, that's fine. He's not a great shooter. He's afraid to get fouled. Like, you can throw all that stuff on me. That guy's a great basketball player. And and the better his teammates are, the better he's going to be. And if he's invested, he also, Carlisle's a great coach. Um, I think they're going to figure out how to use him. And it's just he does too many things during a game that are just at the highest possible level. You know, he'll get 15 rebounds in a game. He'll he'll give you seven baskets off great passes that you wouldn't have gotten. Like, he's just doing too many things. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I hope he does very well. I, I thought that, you know, even though we talked last week that his game had changed and the injury made him so tentative, at least on yep. our team, um, I always, I, I never, I always felt he gave 110%. It, it was just, he was giving it differently. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, he was invested. He was, yeah. he never mailed. Well, he mailed in a couple games, but well, everybody I mean, does. Over eighty-two games, you're going to mail in a couple. Yeah, I've, I've gone to Chris Paul games where Chris yeah. Paul didn't, didn't give a crap. The other thing is, uh, you and I, because our seats are so close to the Celtic bench, I think we've both done the same thing over the years. We watch we watch the huddle. You know, we watch the yeah. players. Are they listening to the coach? Are they listening to each other? You know, are they looking up in the crowd and could care less what the next what the planning is all about. Yeah. Um, I watched him since he came back from the injury, totally invested. Uh, yeah. I just, you know, we just, we're not the right team for him right now. He's going to no. be 29 years old. Uh, you know, these are the peak five years of his life. It's not the time to be on a rebuilding team. Well, and, so, he, was, and he also, because he didn't have that next contract coming, and he took a price that was too low with the last contract. His his agent, I think, made a mistake on that one. Took five for fifty, and he was headed for a max if he had just not done anything. Um, and I, I don't think he wanted to get hurt again, so he played in a certain way. He yeah, he, he played yeah. really hard, but he also wasn't like I'm not going to go flying in on these drives and get hit by Tyson Chandler type type of drives. Those those kind of drives were not part of his repertoire. This no, year. they weren't. But you know, maybe I wasn't fair enough to him. When your team is winning thirty games a year, yeah, uh, maybe you don't play that kind of game. But we did know the game. We, well, we hope that game was still in him. Uh, I don't think people realize. It, it was just funny reading the articles. I get it. Like, and there's real statistical cases to be made. But to me, this was not a statistical argument. Like this guy, his hoops IQ is on the short list of hoops IQs right now. There's maybe six or seven guys in the entire league who who are as smart as him playing basketball. And to put him with Carlisle and Dirk Nowitzki and Chandler, who's also really, really smart, and just that style of a team, I think he's going to be excellent. I, I really do. I think he's going to be excellent. You know, I watched that first game also. Monta Ellis, I think, is going to be a terrific beneficiary of Rondo's yeah. unself- unselfishness. If and the thing is, the like game. people are like, they're like, oh, well, if Ellis has the ball, what's Rondo going to do? And we watched it on the on the Celtics teams because Pierce had the ball a lot in big moments. But Rondo floats around and does weird Rondo things. It comes in and and gets little weird offensive rebounds and comes behind somebody after they got a rebound and tips it away from them and makes little backdoor cuts. He's always up to stuff. I think he's going to be unbelievable in that respect. Yeah, I, you know, I. To be honest, I feel badly for Celtic fans and for myself as a Celtic fan going to the games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we went we went through a rebuilding period uh, all the way until 2007 when they made the Garnett trade. It's 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 difficult. I mean, yeah. I I know it go, I know fans in other cities go through it all the time. I just think it's tough. It, and the one. Well, real star we had was Rondo. And as we talked about earlier, as reflected in all the t-shirts that the kids were wearing. And, uh, well, now it's going to be, if, if Marcus can get healthy, I think, I think a lot of the, uh, love and adoration will immediately shift to him. Cause he's the way he plays. It'll take a while. Yeah. But uh, he's just so likable though. Like he yeah. plays so hard and he just gives, he's so competitive. I think pe- that's going to win people over. I also think, it's weird because we just praised Rondo for five minutes. I think this team's going to be better off without him with who they got. 
Brandon Wright's going to really help them. He's going to play 25 minutes a game and there'll be above average minutes from somebody who can, you know, play both ends a little bit. Well, and then uh, maybe that, Jay I, Crowder, that Jay Crowder is a good defensive player. That was yeah. a sneaky guy to get in that trade. I feel like they could, they could definitely flip Brandon Wright. They could definitely flip Jay Crowder in trades if they wanted to before the deadline. Right. Um, they got a first round pick. Nobody else was even offering one. And they right. got that giant trade exception. It's like $12.9 million that they get for a year. Trade exception may be the most important part of that trade, actually. Yeah. Um, because the, their desire to make that trade before December 20th or on or before yeah. December 20th so that they can still make a move at the tra- trade deadline with a Brandon right. Wright or a Jeff Green now or a Brendan Bass. They have a lot of tradable commodities, but it, you know, there's some point of no return here. You keep getting these draft picks, and this Dallas pick, we're probably going to get it in 2016. It's probably going to be in the 20s. Yep. You know, that's that's really not how you rebuild your team. You know that. Well, I don't think they're thinking that way. I think they're going to package them. Why? Well, I think Danny's just about assets. He's just about. I have this asset. And I have to do something with it. How do I get better assets back for it? So with Rondo, he's like, all right, now I got a first round pick. I'm going to be able to either, either Brandon Wright's an asset in himself, or I'll be able to flip him for something because everybody, every playoff contender could use that guy. Um, even Crowder's kind of an asset. I have all these other picks. So I'm, I'm just kind of sitting there in case the next James Harden trade is out. Or if, you know, Cleveland decides Kyrie Irving and LeBron James can't play together. Like whatever scenario is, I have the most assets now. I think that's how I was thinking. See, your dogs agree. Uh, my dogs agree. Yeah. Um, Hold on a minute. Wait, you can't go answer the phone or door when we're doing a podcast. I'm sorry, I have a package. Thank you. You're, you're <laughs> signing for a package during the podcast? <laughs> You know, this is real time. Yeah, sorry. This is uh, holiday season with pack. Hopefully it's a, a present from you. So I got you a present. So oh, okay. the uh, the funny thing about this Rondo trade is that we're in the playoffs right now if the season ended today. <laughs> yeah. Do you oh, no, to... we're not. We're, we're, we're a half no, game I, out. We're not because we, we, we lost yesterday. But we're, gonna, we're probably a playoff team. And we didn't, and we didn't look good yesterday, by the way. Well, smart's not healthy. Well, that that's the problem. I, you know, you and I talked about it. I think probably don't, don't that, talk about it. no. Don't don't do it. Don't do I, it. I hate don't leg, go there. leg injuries on young players. He, they, he, they worry me. You know. He, but he just sprained his ankle. He's going to be fine. Well, he sprained his ankle, and then the next injury was he sprained his Achilles. And rest the guy. We're not going anywhere. Rest him for a month. Well, I, that I agree with. Yeah. I I think the problem is they can't keep him off the court. Like they literally can't stop him from playing. Yeah, huh. I think we're I think we're going to be a seven seed or an eight seed depending on on. Uh, you do. Looking I at do. It. I think that I think unless they just go full scale tankaroo, but I I think the teams they have good players like. Well, see, and I don't mean like really good, but like Olenek's competent and yeah, Olenek, Jeff Green's competent. They have Avery Bradley's competent. Like you look down the line, they don't really have a lot of bad players who play in the top nine. No, I, you know I agree with that, but they have to make a decision. Are they are they going to do something trade wise with Jeff Green, with Brendan Bass, eventually yeah. with with 
the player they just acquired? Because if they are, then they're not going to be a playoff team. Or are they going to keep these guys? Um, all three, from my understanding, I, I read something in the paper I thought was inaccurate. I, th- I think Jeff Green has a player option for next year. Is that what you know? I thought he was a contract next year. Okay. Uh, there were the two Boston papers had uh, conflicting uh, reports on that. So, but I know They're, Brendan Vass is a free agent, and Brenda, the guy they just acquired, is a free agent. My friend Tom Haverstrow at ESPN.com had an article about this uh, real plus-minus stat that ESPN's been messing around with. That is the closest we've come to figuring out the impact somebody has when they're on and off the court. Right, and there are a couple couple surprises of people who were better than you thought they'd be and people that were worse. One of the people that were really bad compared to what you thought they were going to be was, was Jeff Green. In terms of the impact like, when he's on the court plus or minus. Yeah. It was like when he's on the court, yeah, he scores, but he, he doesn't get it. He doesn't make anyone on the team better. Basically was, was, uh, and he doesn't have a, when you think about it, like he never, he is kind of one of those guys that either he's doing well or he's not helping anybody else, basically. I'm not sure that so much. I mean, we again, we talked about him last week. On a team like the Celtics, where in crunch time, he's the number one scoring option. Yeah. And even during the game, they're looking for him. And you get the trick-or-treat nights, good games, bad games. On a contending team, and I think we mentioned Oklahoma City again, uh, where he's the third or fourth option, that would, much, he'd be he's good. a much better fit. Yeah, I agree. Um, and There's I, teams that don't want him. Yep. Cleveland, I think he would help too. But right, you, know, you know, we trade him, and suddenly our playoff uh, opportunities probably aren't there anymore. And Charlotte's kind of sitting there. Charlotte's at eight and nineteen. They are. We're eleven and fifteen. They're eight and nineteen. So they're four games behind us, basically. Is there anybody that you would really like to see them go after in a trade? That's a possibility with all our assets right now. Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. And I think Ty Lawson's another one that would be interesting. Um, Fareed. I'm just looking at guys that could become available for whatever reason. Right. Uh, Fareed, I think, would be cool. Um, no, nah, I mean, other than that, they, Orlando has this guy, Tobias Harris who I think is a restricted free agent this summer. I think he's really good. Yeah, That's somebody, somebody that, uh, and he made shot, him, big shots at the end of games. Somebody took him high in our fantasy league. And I, so I, I kind of was paying attention to him yeah. and he, he's not getting the same kind of minutes. They kind of right. had, they have too many of the same people on that team. They have too many of the same people. He's still averaging 18.6, 7.4 rebounds. Um, and for whatever reason, they decided they didn't want to just, knock out his contract. And I think that's somebody that I wouldn't be surprised if we made a major play for. So what, he, he's going to be restricted. He's restricted. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's where those picks come in handy where you'd be like, you give somebody a big offer and then you give somebody a pick not to match it. Well, especially a young team that like the Celtics is, is rebuilding. Maybe we could use some of the picks to reacquire Tyler Sagan. Can you <laughs> trade picks between sports? No, uh, I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, no. All right, Dad. Happy holidays. All right, happy holidays. I'm son. glad you. I'm glad you took the Rondo trade. Okay, you're in good spirits about it. it makes me happy.
I took it fine, and I hope he does well. And We're uh, for Rondo. It, it's just kind of sad that he's not on a team anymore for for the reasons that we've talked about. All right. Okay. All right. Take care. Happy Bye. holidays. Talk to you later. All right. Last but not least, my daughter is an heir to singer in Christmas. I think she's too old actually to do it. No, my son's just going to say happy holidays to everyone. Just say, just say happy holidays. Happy holidays. All right. Not as good as the Christmas song. Uh, we're back in the BS Report next week. Have a great Christmas. Thanks to everyone for uh, supporting the BS Report. Um, and also subscribe to us on iTunes because that helps us for uh, just to know how many people are listening. Happy holidays. Talk to you in a week. The BS Report is out. Thank you for downloading the BS Report with Bill Simmons. Too much fun. Check out more podcasts at the iTunes Music Store or at PodCenter at ESPNRadio.com. Peace out. Geico presents Strange Savings Stories. Astronomers detected an interstellar transmission. It stated, Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. The implications were staggering. Was the cosmos telling us we could all save hundreds on car insurance with Geico? Or did their radar merely pick up a signal from the nearby Rufus and Clyde's morning show? We may never know. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.